It's holiday time here on the Integrateness Podcast. I am Jason. I'm Jolene. And it's a week out from Christmas in when this episode is being released. We're actually recording it long before the holiday season kicks in. But in the spirit of things, Jolene and I have each recently gone on a vacation. Believe it or not. Yeah, we each took vacation time. Uh, and Jolene went to Vegas with a bunch of friends to see a pink concert. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I went by myself to a cabin in the woods <laughs> <laughs> on a lake <laughs> alone. Oh, yeah. So, this... so put that in your pipe and smoke it. See, yeah, it's totally. total different. There is the extroverted experience and the introverted experience. Yeah, which sums up our personality types rather well. Really does. And I've been quite introverted for quite some time now. And I have not had a chance to have extroverted vacations like that. So that was almost shell shock to me. And especially for a lot of the folks who have young kids, my one like best friend of many, many years, she hadn't been anywhere by herself since her son was born, which was like eight years ago. Wow. So her husband, when there was like 15 of us gals, this was, so I got to share this with you guys because you know how my life rolls, right? I got a bucket list of things. I have my ideas. I've manifested a podcast that you like stepped into perfectly and helped (laughs) it roll out. But um, I had uh, a, a really nice established bucket list that I'm always looking at. And going to Vegas was one of the things I always wanted to do. And I never went in my early 20s. Thank God for me, actually, I think about it. Uh, my ex had a gambling problem, so it was never anywhere I wanted to go as a couple uh, if I wanted to avoid conflict. And it just never became a vacation I had an opportunity to take. And I'm everyone's like, you haven't been to Vegas, Jolene? Right? Mm-hmm. Surprising, I know. Um, so I was looking at my list one night in November last year and I was like, man, should I take this off the list? Is it even on my list anymore? Because initially I had handpicked like four friends that we were all good friends, like back in our twenties. And I was like, we should all do Vegas for our 40th. We're all very different places in our life. And it never panned out. And I spent my 40th by myself with a bottle of champagne. Um, you know, uh, like last, last year, two years, I don't know, whenever that was. (laughs) So. Anyways, I'm literally looking at my list. And then the next day, I left it there. The next day, I'm having my nice bath, 10 o'clock at night. My one friend of many, many years messages me and says, so-and-so wants to go to Pink in Vegas. Do you want to join us? And I was like, fuck, yes, I do. (laughs) And I went back to my bucket list and I wrote down like October 2023, bitches, right? So there's 15 of us. I only knew like in like a handful of the women and we had this group chat for almost a year and slowly planned this trip. It finally rolled out and there was like a core group of, you know, four to six of us. We all showed up at different times essentially. Um, so it was nice that there was small pockets of us, but then also a large group. So everyone could always go and do something or some, you know, it was awesome to do it that way. It reminds me of like group destination weddings where you always got somebody to hang out with essentially. Right. And it was just the best time, the best time. Like I only had Wi-Fi when I walked into certain buildings. There was no checking nothing from home. I sent a few messages back to my kids. My mom took such amazing care of them and just took charge of everything. Thank God, mom. Thank you. But it was amazing and full of the perfect. I went for six days, guys. Everyone was like, that's so long. And it was not because I had the perfect amount of time to do everything. We did like a Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil and I bought the four of us matching like red sequin shirts, oh my God. white gloves. <laughs> we had the hats, like fedora hats. It was so fun. Maybe one day. Okay. Maybe after we launch this, I'll throw some of those photos up for you guys. It was so fun. And I loved every second of it. There was like this inner teen in her 20s Jolene that came out and had fun and just got to be 
all versions of me. It was so fun, including on one of the bars and had everyone dancing. It was fun. And Pink Concert was fucking amazing. I mean, here she is, a mom and a performer and an everything. And I have never been, Jason, you like, I was almost cringing. I was like, how am I, how is this even real right now? 87,000 people. 87,000 yes! people? In that stadium, because you still had floor coverage, right? Um, it, Like even leaving the sea of people for like an hour, you're walking. And I, I remember asking one of the security guys, I'm like, what's happening under that bridge there? Like, what, what event is that? And he's like, oh, that's the Uber lineup. Oh, and there gosh. was like... 15,000 people standing there. I kid you, it was wild. It That's was like wild. almost the population of Kamloops. Oh my God. In one stadium. It was nuts. I was like, I have never physically been around this many people ever in my life. And then the same time I was randomly, I'll tell you this because I know you guys like these little synchronicities in my life, but my, my godbrother from Prince George, I haven't seen him in like six or seven years. And um, randomly I'm walking through Vancouver airport at the beginning of my trip and I get this text while I'm on my phone and he's like, are you in the airport? And I was like, oh my God, where are you? And I did walk past him No way. and he randomly was like, Joe. So it was so <laughs> nice to see him, but he was on his way to Sacramento for like a big music festival. And he checked in with me after our trips and he was like, how was your trip? And when I asked him about his, he goes, holy shit. I never wanted, like, it was cool, but not my kind of vacation anymore. Like in his mid forties. There was 160,000 people at that festival. Oh my God. I was like, oh my, how did you even, like, what was it like to even just go to the bathroom or go get a drink? Like, holy shit. It'd be like our lineup for everything. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. It was wild. So anyways, it was quite the people experience, right? <laughs> Nothing super extreme. I was expecting to have some jaw dropping moments. No, like there was a lot of construction there because of Formula One race later on. So there was some things I didn't get to experience the same way, but it was just so lovely. You know, like we had a good mix of like one of our roommates didn't drink. Um, so she would like kind of go back early some nights and she was so cool about it all. So we would like come back, eat our snack in the hallway so we didn't wake her up, you know. <laughs> and it was just so fun, right? Like we had a good, fun, innocent time and it was just so nourishing like for my soul and actually it was so sweet because we gave my one friend she packs everything in her fucking suitcase this gal's hilarious she even brought a mini blender okay a oh. mini blender because she likes blender drinks guys so she's like <laughs> had all this random stuff and i was giving her a hard time and then one day she starts decorating our hotel room for her sister and i because we both missed our 40th so we had like this whole 40th birthday celebration in there that oh was just God. the kindest and sweetest thing ever and i was like these are the friendships I've had for years that I just cherish so much, you know? It That's was, awesome. It was so wholesome. Yeah, so cool. That's awesome. So tell me about the woods. <laughs> it was the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it was three nights, two full days, and sort of two partial days at a cat. Like, literally, like, I, there's not much I can talk about because I went to the woods by myself, which is what I, and I've done this for years, um, a solo trip, like, I, I think going back into the mid-90s. Because our family always had a place at Little Shushwap. Mm -hmm. And so when it was like just a cabin, I'd go there by myself. And I could spend a week out there by myself and be completely content. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once Griffin was born, I got married and Griffin was born. Like my wife, you know, never minds me going. I wouldn't go for as long, but I'd go for like, you know, a couple nights or a bit. Like every year and it'd be like my solo trip. And so once we sold that, which I'm glad I did given what the happened to the fires this year, um, I, we found places at Halfley Lake. And so this one place, I really nice. And it's just, the cabin is like not... As big as this bottom floor. Um, but it's got everything you need. It's got a couple, it's two stories. It's got like a one, basically a, a small bathroom, a bedroom, and then a main room, which has like the kitchen, a sitting area, and a dining area slash fireplace. And then there's a basement. 
And I just went out there by myself. And it was one of those things I mostly read. Um, a friend of mine challenged me to do a cold plunge every morning. So Dude. I did one every morning. Amazing. Which is amazing. And it's like the full immersion, like off a dock into mm-hmm. the water. And I mean, on the last day that I was there, the air temperature was zero degrees. Slow clap. <laughs> Can I call you? Can I call you Wim Hof now? <laughs> right? did, you, did you do like the... No, like I didn't breath? do all that stuff. Oh, I you should have. I should have. But I just, because I've done these before. So I just kind of would wait. And then I would sort of... Because it is so cold, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's really easy to drown when it's that cold. Because mm-hmm. I'm not just sitting in it. It's Lafley Lake. There's no beach, mm-hmm. so it's like basically you go straight down into water. So off the dock, you're looking at 20 feet of water. So I kind of have my hand on the there's a set of stairs, my hand on the railing, and I'd I wouldn't hold it, but I'd when I mm-hmm. jump in, I'd slip, and I'd be like I'd go fully under, and I'd lose mm-hmm. my grip on the thing, come to go down, and then come back up, and then out. And sometimes I do that twice in a row. Wow. Um, so do that every morning, which Show was amazing. <laughs> An amazing, like we've talked about yes. cold therapy yes. before. Well, this was like the ultimate one. Like it's a complete reset. Wow. Um, so that'd be the start of the day. And then I'd read and I'd cook and I'd go for hikes every day. And I'd have a bonfire outside in the afternoon or in early evening. I would play solitaire. I'd keep in touch. Like there was no cell service there, but I could get onto Wi-Fi so I could do messenger. Mm-hmm. So I could keep in touch with my wife and my son. And, you know, send a few messages through the thing. And they're like, can you leave us alone? Please? Right? <laughs> Not very often. Like once or twice a day. Usually yeah. at bedtime. And that was it. Like that was literally it. I love for it. For that entire time. And it was probably the best one I've ever had. Because I was 100% completely comfortable. Mm. And in terms of like, because I'm empathic. It was the first time I can really count that I felt nothing. Wow. Except what I was feeling. That's and amazing. That, which was usually just quite content calmness. Not riled up nothing like just no no anxiety being. even no anxiety even at all just, just being. being yeah completely yeah like the still waters before yeah, anybody still. fucks with it before yep. the wind fucks with it <gasps> yeah completely still the entire time i can so i i ain't hating on his little vacation because <laughs> i honestly started to embrace that and i had the luxury of um last year on the days that uh my kid's dad would take them in the summertime like there would be uh, some weekends that he would take them and I would purposely, this is when I started to schedule time off mm-hmm. and not work during those days because I used to work anytime I didn't have my kids, right? So I would go out to our cabin, which is no longer, I just actually made a reel of all my summer photos because it's. I'm so behind on posting my photos on my personal pages. And I was just so tearful because that is no longer the place we can go to right now. But I would go out there by myself, which is not something I would have done years ago, Right. And I used to do the same thing. I would be there all by myself. Again, there's people around. I don't talk to them though, but I would be there all by myself. I would do yoga on the deck. I'd have my coffee by myself. I'd go for a paddleboard. I'd go out for a boat, uh, you know, and just do my thing and talk to nobody and listen to music or do whatever the fuck I wanted. And it was so peaceful. Yep. So peaceful. And at the pace you want. Oh my God, You don't God, eat yes. when everyone's hungry. Eat when right? you're hungry. Which I mean, yeah. for me is the... I like that. It's not that I'm against family dinners or anything. No, but, but when, it, when your body needs it. You eat. Yeah. Whether it's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 9 o'clock at night. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I used to go out. I used to buy a steak and a bag of salad. 
and I could cut the steak in half and cook half of it for dinner the one night and have half the salad and the half the other night. I'd take two yogurt cups out for mm-hmm. breakfast, right? Like it was so easy and like, I don't know, like a 40 a gin. Yep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't even, I didn't even need that. Like it was just so peaceful, right? Like, yeah, that's amazing, Jason. It is. And it was like, I've never had that, that level of stillness or peace before. And it was just so nice to finally be there where I could actually do it and really appreciate it. And I neither, like quite often... When I would come back to town, even after that many days, it wasn't enough. Like I needed more mm-hmm. time out there. But this time I was like, you crave it. I was, I could go back or I could stay. It was, I was, there was an indifference to whatever mm-hmm. happened next, which I kind of liked that too. And when I came back to town, I wasn't instantly like hating being back in town. That's how you know you're truly nourished, right? Like if you leave a restaurant and you're still hungry, right? I hate that. <laughs> yeah. So this is where you're like, I'm not over full and I'm not still hungry. I'm like nicely satiated. So my question, Jason, is... How can you, like, does your wife have that in her life? Does she have a place she goes and feels that level of peace and calm? And it's funny because she did a solo trip out of the exact same place two years ago. And it was, she was fine in the daytime, but not at night. Oh. Like being alone out there at night, especially it was like the same time of year out just after Thanksgiving and it's cold and it's dark early. Yeah. There's no one around. She couldn't handle that. could not handle that and she likes her electronic toys and her games and her shows Mm -hmm. and all that so i think to not have that so for her a hotel visit a hotel visit or me taking my son somewhere and she just having the place here for a couple days yeah even that though But then you're home and that's what i thought i can't relax like that here because i always see something that needs to be done so she needs an airbnb that's not woodsy probably yeah a non-woodsy airbnb or a hotel somewhere yeah kind of thing she did a john mayer concert earlier this year she just went off and did that by herself which was great so Mm -hmm. stuff like that yep so i've talked about that and we're trying to work that so that she has that kind of little escape too Totally right it's, to feel because that complete reset there, yeah. like, is so important if you can find that sweet spot, right? Yeah, no, that's really neat because sometimes you can you can source that out for yourself, but if your partner hasn't sourced that or found the importance of it, they can um, inadvertently hold resentment mm-hmm. for you taking that. So that's why it's helpful to help your partner find their sweet spot. Yeah, which we've right? been doing that the last few years cool. to really find a place for her. Like this was and the John Mayer thing. She came down at like. Two in the afternoon, and she's like, I just found out there's a John Mayer concert in Vancouver at 7 o'clock tonight. Do you mind if I go? And I'm like, yeah, go. Amazing. Just go. You know what I mean? Like, figure it out. Go. Figure it out. Just go. Griffin and I are fine. You know? Yeah. So it's stuff like that. Oh, that's very cool. So as we roll into now the holidays, they are everything but a holiday, right? We take time off. We overextend ourselves. We overindulge. We've talked about this lots, mm-hmm. right? We try and cram all of it into a a single time. Any vacation we take, essentially, we're cramming so much in. We always, I joke, I'm like, we need a vacation from our vacation, right? Yeah. So it is this funny thing. Like, I feel like we should even just change what the word vacation means to us, right? It is a time to engage in increased activity for pleasure. We need to, like, increased activity for pleasure. Or go somewhere and cram as much into the two and a half days you have there as you humanly can. Totally, right? Like, a weekend is actually not that much of a vacation when we're cramming it full of all the things we can't do during the weekday. So we can find, going back to last week, cognitive dissonance of I'm supposed to be relaxing right now, but it's way more work then it should be, right? Mm -hmm. This is the classic, do we do all-inclusive or go somewhere where the wife still has to cook? I don't know if it's always the wife, guys, but, you know, it's a common common complaint I hear um, where somebody still has to cook and grocery shop. Is it truly a vacation at that point, right? Or do you just stay home 
No. <laughs> Where nothing's different. Yeah. Right? right? But that's what people do. A lot of people take staycations now because, yeah. well, I'm off, so I'm not going somewhere, which puts that extra stress and pressure on. But then when you're home, you're still home. And so yeah. you're not having a change of environment, which sometimes helps with that reset. Well, and they become work parties, they right? Work Where parties. you're like, oh, we got to do this on the yard and this and that. But it's funny that we have to use vacation time for that, right? Like, it's such a weird way that we have worked with our, um, what, just like our, our, our like consumerism world. Yeah, our right? materialistic yeah. Western culture's view yeah. of vacation. And then so we're coming into... One of, and we talked about this last year at this time, the most stressful, demanding holidays in history, which mm -hmm. is Christmas, mm -hmm. which puts so much pressure on people. We talked about this last year too, to make it this magical, wonderful event for everyone, even though you might not want everyone there because yeah. you get into family dynamics and all that. So how then do you plan that Christmas to suit your personality and what you need without falling into cognitive dissonance yeah like how do you and and especially when one partner's introverted and one person partner's <laughs> extroverted how do you balance all that right so when are we having the social events and when are we having nothing scheduled so it's a free day and if that day people feel like they want to do something we will spontaneously plan the bonfire and the sledding or the whatever so maybe it's a balance of half structured days and half non-structured days right or I don't know, do people rock, paper, scissor for what they get to do, right? Or who they're, I mean, this is one of the biggest things is what family members do we go and be with? And there's there's some bittersweet decisions to be made there because you don't want to miss out on seeing everyone, but at the same time, you also don't want to miss out on just having that quiet day at your house in your pajamas, watching your kids play with their things, or finally saying, wow, you know what? I always used to do a turkey, but now it's just me and my partner and I guess I don't have to anymore. No, like, you don't. You can have whatever you want at that yeah, point, right? Yeah, but then sometimes people miss that. And then they go, but that's sad because I love that part. You know, like it's so conflicting. And it's it's so, I think, especially with something like Christmas, it, it's put upon us by societal tradition. Mm -hmm. This is what you do at Christmas. Yeah. And that that's just the way that it is. Um, and I find that gets people caught up when really you can make of that holiday whatever you want it to be yes right and i think that's where as individuals and if we're, you're you're part of a family especially like say a smaller family unit that's your decision what you want this holiday to be and don't let anyone else tell you what it should be totally and that was you know it's funny because i'm thinking back to our vegas trip and how i talked about our one friend who doesn't drink she she donated a kidney to her brother she's amazing so that's just like she naturally wanted to go to bed earlier and just has and she was totally fine with the way we celebrated yeah. our vacation there. And I loved that because some gr groups of friends, that would become an issue and someone would get oh. their fucking panties in a knicker, right? What are you being such a buzzkill for? Oh, totally. Blah, 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 And blah, it blah. was just, it was so cool. So again, if you can find the sweet spot in your family dynamic or whatever that looks like in order to be able to do the thing that you're most comfortable with without other people taking it personally. And I think the more you preemptively start those conversations the more people are prepared for them. So an example of that is, you know, she told us a lot, like as we were planning things and this and that, and people would group chat and send shit out, she would say things like, well, I don't drink, so I probably won't be doing that one. So that's fine. I'll be the one to go get Starbucks in the morning or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. And that reminded people, oh yeah, okay. She has a different idea of how she's spending her time there, right? So um, it was, it didn't, it didn't put anyone's 
not that it would put anyone's backs up, but that would be the thing. It wouldn't put anyone's back up when it happened in the time. So for example, if you were supposed to go home for Christmas and you know, you're saying to your parents, I'm not sure what I'm doing at Christmas yet. I do have some friends I want to prioritize time with. I kind of have like a, um, event that I want to do here and I've got certain, only a couple days off work. So don't plan around me. I'm not quite sure what's happening yep. yet. Especially if you've gone home every year, your parents or whoever would think, why wouldn't they come this year? So start the conversations. Like, again, we're late in the game here by the time you're listening to this, but start it sooner than later, right? Because you can just help people prepare for that. Otherwise, we are character, we are like um, creatures of default, mm-hmm. right? We just go to default mode unless told otherwise. No, we do. We're, we're, we're based, we like habits. We like mm-hmm. comforts. We like to know what we're doing. Thinking, feeling. And we default to what happened the last time yep. or whatever, just because nobody's changed it, right? Like Exactly. Like yeah. we started our conversations about this Christmas like back in June. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Because you know that this is a touchy area yep. for you guys and you've tweaked it every year, right? Yep, and to you... suit uh, we're getting more and more to suiting us as a unit of three mm-hmm. than anything else, which I think is the smart way. Like we even had Jess's aunt and aunt and cousins. You know, she reconnected with them really over this past summer. You know, oh, we want to do Thanksgiving together, which was great. They came for Thanksgiving and then they wanted to do Christmas together. And my wife actually said, we don't travel in the wintertime. Yeah. Just said that right away. So she's like, you're welcome to come to us if the roads are good, but we're not going anywhere. Perfect. And that takes an extra stress off. It's there. And it's not you. It's me. Right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love that. And I think like if you were to think of some of the most like unconventional ways that people are starting to make different decisions, a lot of people are starting to do potlucks now. So not one person's, uh, you know, in charge of it. They rotate households. If there is a matriarch of the family who always hosts the dinner, please look at the new family members in your life and see if they would like to host. There are new wives coming into your family, perhaps, who are excited to be a host. They watch Jillian Harris and they have fucking Pinterest ideas and maybe they want to take that on. You know, I work with a gal who um, they're actually, they went for Thanksgiving to her son's place and it worked out better because there was a whole bunch of other things that weren't lining up for them, like a sick dog and things like that. Everyone was way less stressed, but they went out of town and went to the son and daughter-in-law's place. And it was amazing, right? And like, please let somebody else take that tradition as well or share it, right? And I've... I've helped a lot of families where they like hated the stress it put on the mom and how grumpy it was and this and that. And I said, why don't you and your siblings preemptively plan who's doing Thanksgiving, who's doing Easter and who's doing Christmas and ask your mom if you could have the privilege of hosting because you know how amazing she felt to do it for so many years that you want a chance to feel that. And when you can reframe it that way, it's really beautiful and you can change the dynamics of a family gathering tenfold by doing that because now what happens when you walk into that that parental led home as an adult you replay old stories of when you were five years old ten years old and your mom was cooking dinner in a rush and this and that all of that flips upside down and you get brand new dynamics in a family yeah it's new layers of respect yeah right yeah respect appreciation um, and sometimes just because the matriarch has always done it doesn't mean she wants to keep doing it. But it's, nobody asks her, are you sure you're comfortable still hosting oh, this even though you're like 75 now? Yeah. And it doesn't mean she, yeah. And sometimes she won't want to give it up because worth and productivity and yep. value, right? So being able to take that on, show her what she's taught you yep. and then also 
um, wait on her because she's probably been serving people and self-abandoning for many, many years. Serve her. Serve her. Let her know it's okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then people who take trips. They take their family on trips instead of presents, instead of anything. They're like, we going to Mexico. Or Disney World. Or wherever. Right? Which that's good too. So let us know what your Christmases are like and are changing like in the comments of this episode. Yeah, we're planning to do like a, a episode about people's comments. We're Actually, about that. yeah, and you know how we're gonna do that? We gonna be drunk. <laughs> Which is coming up next week. Oh, <laughs> you guys are gonna be able to have like fresh family entertainment, yeah. right? If you want them coming around more, you can either play our podcast, right? Or if you don't want them coming around more, you could play our podcast (laughs) and see how that rolls, right? And you can have your process of elimination based on how well they receive us. I think that's a good way to do it. Because you do spend 30 minutes a week with us. Yeah, exactly. And it would be so uncomfortable to sit in the cognitive dissonance of having your integrateness belief system (laughs) challenged by serving people who don't like to fucking listen to us. Exactly. Right? Right? All right. So, yes, next week is the Drunken Christmas episode. We're back in two weeks at the beginning of the new year, which is what, 2024? Holy Hannah. I know, right? So until then... That's bananas. bananas. (laughs) (laughs) So until then, it's ho, ho, ho. I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. I'm not a ho, though. (laughs) Talk to you in 2024.